You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Everybody live from not sunny Los Angeles at the world famous Laugh Factory on oh, the Sunset Strip. It is one day before Thanksgiving. Aaron Weaver, tell them where you're at. We are out here. We're, we're out here. We out here. We out here. We not out there. We out here. You know what I'm thankful for? What are you thankful for? These many years later, that Chicago Bulls theme song intro. That's I mean, pretty that's dope. Hot shit. Who wrote that? I don't know. Like the Alan Parsons project or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Genesis. Genesis. Rush. Phil Collins. It sounds like Phil Collins. It sounds like all those white people from 1977. Yeah, it sounds like a balding white dude. 1999. Like 89. Yeah. I love it though. It's good. It's about some boy drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ian, can you have? Do you have me on the mic, bro? Are you picking me up? got me all right ian's got me ian is our tommy replacement because he's better looking true he's better looking oh yeah much better what are you thankful for what am i thankful for on this wednesday oh man so much so much we're blessed with another great nba season another great nba it has been a great nba season it has been great you know and we're blessed living in la got the two best teams in the league but i kind of don't like them bro I don't like, I don't like the, those teams. Really? I don't like the Clippers that much. I, I think the Clippers are a little bit annoying, you know? Yeah. I think Paul George is a terrible You hate liar. Paul George. He lies about everything. You know, like, if, yeah. you, if you look at worst people who ever lived, it's like Hitler. Jeffrey Epstein, Benedict Arnold, and then, like, and then like right there, yeah. it's like some mix of Idi Amin or that motherfucker. Yeah, Paul George is uh, right before Dahmer. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he just lies about shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he doesn't. It, he doesn't own it. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't take a lot of ownership. I've noticed. My brother went to the Clippers game, right? And it was I forget who they were playing, but uh, so they put Kawhi. They do this video package with Kawhi and Paul George, and they're playing that loyalty song. Like, I got loyalty, oh, yeah. loyalty in my DNA. It's like, you know, those motherfuckers are great, but if there's one thing they don't have in their DNA, it's it's not loyalty. No. That's for sure. Yeah, Kawhi sat out an entire year for the <laughs> team that, like, made him who he is. Right, and then the next year, the team that arguably saved his career with this concept of load management. Yes. Extended his career, so he actually finished uh, the playoff run, which he limped through. Yeah. I mean, like dude looked like you know he was on yeah and now we're seeing how good the raptors are and the Without raptors him. are still great they're still fucking, fucking great pascal siakam oh my god thought. you know that's interesting when players have enough space to kind of like develop like that but i, I you know you know i think gordon hayward fucked up i don't think gordon hayward ever should have gone to the celtics i think that was a terrible move Damn. and i think if you win a ring like you gotta run it back. Like Kawhi should have signed at least a one year fucking deal. Like where's the pride in that? You know what I'm saying? 
I know, man. Run it back on you with the Raptors, and then if they can't do it, that's okay. Like, scoot in your fucking direction. I know. You could win, too. That team's dope. That's a great team. I and mean, the Clippers are great, Yeah, but I hope they fucking lose in the first round. It's the reverse Cuban. It's like when people think they're too smart for them good. I mean, well, Kawhi's uh, probably going to win this year, but, like, Cuban had that team in 2010. You know, they oh. win, they win uh, the finals, and the next year he doesn't re-sign anybody. Because he wants a shot at, like, Darren Williams oh, <laughs> the stupid. year after. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Like, how do people fuck this up? I don't know. It's very simple. It is very simple. You have a team that just won. They might do it again. They Bring could them do back. it again. And now the Warriors. No Warriors. Back. They're the G League Warriors. Yeah. They're the Bay Area Warriors. But I am thankful for uh, the Clippers for one reason. What's that? Showing the world. The world? The entire The entire world. world. Yeah. That Luka Doncic... Is overrated. Well, what? Whoa, 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 whoa! How could you say Luka Doncic is overrated after okay after a month and uh, eighteen whatever fucking? Well, because after a month and eighteen fucking whatevers, uh, yeah. Luka Doncic is like the most hyped player in the world but by you don't far. Think there's, have you actually watched him play? I have. Yeah, he's More good. No, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm saying like, yo, let's chill. He's getting fucking beasted on by real know. players, dude. I've watched Luka probably four or five games this season, and and I don't know. I don't see that he's overrated. I think he's – that's like saying LeBron is overrated because he had a bad game, you know? No, 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 no. That's different. What's the difference? Explain to me the difference. Because Luka hasn't proven it over any stretch of time. Yeah, let's go to Twitter. One bad game, and now people saying he's overrated and sucks at basketball. Everyone has bad games once in a while, you know? Oh, wow. No, no. <laughs> Are nothing, you finding a backup on Twitter here? I'm finding Twitter backups. Are you finding your opinion like yeah. validated on Twitter? Nothing screams. Shocking. Dude, Twitter is obviously the best place for rational opinions. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. Nothing screams this is my first time watching the Mavs more than seeing Luka Doncic is overrated. Luka Doncic is alone on the Mavericks. He's alone. Porzingis is whatever. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't see that. You know, as of, if you look at the PER, as of um, what Today. it was before the Clippers game. Well, Luka, let's look at it after. Luka actually had the highest PER in league history. <laughs> to me, does not mean overrated. Like, look, here it was. Before Wednesday's game, he had a 33.2 PER. Giannis was second from the season. I mean, it's a small sample size. The kid's 20. Number three and number four is Will Chamberlain. His... Uh, his 26-year, age 26 and 25-year seasons, 31.8, 31.7. Then you have LeBron and Michael tied at 31.7. Then Wilt, then LeBron and Michael tied again. Then Steph, then Michael, then LeBron, then Michael, then Giannis, then James. Well, yeah, but now Giannis is, has then, the highest ever. Okay, right. So then what, are the, what are the two? As of today, what are the two highest, three highest PERs, player-earned player uh, rating in, in, in the NBA? What are they? Giannis, number one. 33.43. Okay. And then Luca, number two. number two. What? 32.28. So how in your right goddamn mind can you say that he's overrated if he has the second best player efficiency rating in the league? That's, That's just ludicrous. offense, bro. That's just offense, baby. Wait, what do you mean? The offense, which is on pace to be the league's best offense in history? On pace after 17 games. They lost to the Knicks twice. Do you know that? The New York <laughs> Knicks. They have what? Two wins? Shit. When Luca's in New York City, Luca's got to shine, baby. Let Luca well, shine, you know, man. big moments, Luca fades a little no, bit. No, I think that's so ridiculous. No, Luca's going to be great. He's he going to be He's great. great. He's great. But he's not like 
top five player. Oh, he People is are saying top that. five player. No, he's not. He is absolutely. Who's he in front of? Name your top five. <sighs> Basically, the rest of the NBA right now. And just in terms of if we So he's take, better than Giannis? Better than I mean, Kawhi? Giannis and him. I actually think that I would rather have, over the next three-season gap, I would rather have Luka Doncic than Giannis Atentacopo. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about right now. This season. Well, Luca's 20 years old. I know. He's 20. Yeah, I know. That's why I shouldn't be hyped up so much. But yeah, but he's 20, and he was leading the league in PR. That team was shit, and they're like 11 and I'm 6. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying, he's like... He's better than good. He's, he's revealed to great, be... bro. Dude, no. Nah. He's great. He's great. Okay, he's great, but he's still not what people are saying he is. What are people saying he is? They're saying he's top five player in the NBA right now. All right, who's better than him right now? Oh, my God. LeBron. I disagree. Giannis. Giannis, maybe. Kawhi. Disagree. This season, I mean, are we talking about like actual on court, what they've done or the idea of the players? Of course, the idea of Kawhi is is as the best player in the NBA right now. But well, when, Kawhi played, pl- when, when, he, when he plays, he's better. Based on the this statistics year. today. This year, yeah. Based on the statistics today. Offense and defense. Luka, yes. PER incorporates both no, of those. No, they don't. Yes, it does. Nah, dude. PER is not an, just an offensive rating. It is. No. It's the player's efficiency rating. Do you want to know Luca's defensive win shares? Do you want to know that? P-E-R. Is NBA P-E-R just offense? No, that's P-E-R is a player efficiency rating. A player's positive accomplishments Tracks the negative accomplishments and returns okay. per minute. It's not just an offensive stat. Okay. It's an okay. overall well, okay. game impact stat. What do you think? Luke, oh, this is a real advanced stat that measures defense. Yeah. Defensive okay. win shares. Sure. What do you think he ranks? Just, I, just I guess. No idea. Just boy wonder. 50th. 50th? Yeah. Wow. He'd be really good if he did that. Sure. Yeah. But he's he didn't. What'd he rank? <laughs> Try like multiplying that by, I don't know, four. 200th. Yeah, basically. He's uh, 194, right behind Wayne Ellington. Oh my boy Wayne Ellington D's up, baby. Nah, dog. My boy Wayne. But you know, I think that's. I think you know you can pick and uh, cherry pick any kind of stats that you want to do. Oh, like going on Twitter, find your opinion backed <laughs> up, however you want to find it. That's how I get all my opinions. Um, you can do that, but you know, and and any stat you can you can pick to to you know put forth any point of view that you would like. But this whole Luka Doncic is overrated after a year and, and 20 games is ridiculous. Nah, he needs like For a 20-year-old to be leading the team like he is, to run that complete offense, which Rick Carlisle, the last time Rick Carlisle let somebody run an offense was Jason Kidd. You know, that alone, one of the biggest uh, control freaks in the NBA and one of the best offensive minds says, oh, this guy's that good. And I think regardless of the small sample size this season, even with that Clippers game into account, to lead to have the history's highest PER with the off the most efficient offensive team in the history of the league, you got to give it up for the guy at 20 years old. He's been playing since he was 15. So I give it up to him all day. I'm I'm more criticizing the fans. <laughs> Why? How? Because they're hyping him up too much. No, I don't. He's th- gonna think... be great in two years, three years. He'll, he'll he win you some already play- is no, great. but like playoff time. When like real D's coming at him with real wing defenders, he he's gonna fade. Let's also not forget that the Clippers have the two best wing defenders in the league, and this is Luca's first time playing them. I promise you, the next time Luca plays them, he will have a better game. You know, yeah, well, and Luca can handle himself. Here's Luca uh, post game actually talking about the Mavs who have an improved defense 
If Luca's so bad, why is their defense playing so well? All right, here's, oh, they are. Here's Luca on uh, on why their defense is playing so well. Last year we had Dirk in defense, so it was tough. <laughs> there we go. Last year they had Dirk on defense because it was tough. My boy mm. Luca fucking roasting. Young bro. Dirk. My yeah. boy Luca roasting. What else are you thankful for? Aaron Weavers. Oh, man. What else do we got? You know, there's so much this year to be thankful for. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, Daryl Morey speaking truths, <laughs> even though. <laughs> He got pretty roasted by the league. Uh, yeah, the internet sucks. And instead of becoming a beacon of uh, democratization around the world, it instead is serving <laughs> to enslave us to our own fucking yeah. prejudices. It's pretty awesome that he said that, you know, that he started that whole thing. Yeah. Even though know. it might fuck the league that I love. But. Yeah. But speaking of Daryl Morey, I'm thankful for James Harden and James Harden's well-known penchant for certain gentlemen establishments mm. there's a redditor who goes by the name the other place i get all my opinions uh i forget this motherfucker's name uh angry centrist which i like him already wow you know yeah i like him already what he did is he made uh he did a statistical study nerd push of the glasses of james harden's performance as it correlates uh with the Yelp reviews of strip clubs in cities. <laughs> and he found something very interesting, okay? He found that James Harden's performances, good or bad, uh -huh. are directly relinked to the quality of strip clubs in that particular city. So better strip club, worse performance? Yeah, so let me, let me see. Let me see. Let me put it this way. Okay, so in addition... Better circle of worst performance. That Harden's worst performances come in Miami, you know, which which is considered to have the best strip clubs on Yelp. If you uh, if you aggregate the Yelp reviews, Yelp. and his worst one, which city in the NBA do you think has the worst strip clubs? Um, let me see. Worst Denver. <laughs> no, I bet Denver gets down, dude. Really? Denver probably gets down. Portland does. I know that. Yeah. Portland is like a strip club Dem city. I, I wouldn't think it would be Denver. Yes. Portland's yeah. got like a whole like hipster scene with strip clubs though. Yeah. They got like hipster. They got strippers. They have like. With like record vinyl spinning. <laughs> yeah. They literally have. Uh, they literally have microbrewery strip clubs. Oh, over, I know. With like over 50 beer microbrewery beers. For on sure. At a strip club. Yeah. You know. I don't, I don't, I don't get strip clubs. That's like a blue ball factory. Like, what's the I don't understand club? it either. It's like it's not something like I, I enjoy. I did it when I was like eighteen, just to like do it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and I, I lived in Michigan, and it was boring as hell. So it's like, like I'd rather play laser tag. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like paintball, but without the bee stings. Yeah. You probably get blue balls from laser tag though. <laughs> seeing all those boys sweating. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Keep it to you, Epstein. All right, so this guy. Analyzed Harden's performance in NBA City to see if there was a correlation between his box store and the, the city's average strip club rating. And his hypothesis was Harden's box score declines in cities with high-quality strip clubs, okay? So he tested the performance in every NBA city and correlated those uh, cities' reputation for strip clubs to see if there's any discernible relationship. And what's interesting about this is you could see say that, uh, okay, well, you know, maybe there's not really a correlation there, but... According to the British Medical Journal, that sounds pretty official, right? It does. The British Anything Medical British. Journal. Any correlation coefficient between 0 0.40 and 
and 0.59 is usually considered a moderate association. Uh, the correlation coefficient determined through this analysis was 0.4575, or in um, this Redditor's words, a moderate to strong correlation. Wow. I love that, man. I like the life of an NEA player. It's just so interesting to me. What was the worst city for a strip club? Oh, Toronto. Toronto. Toronto has the worst uh, Yelp review strip club. And he crushes there? Uh, Harden's best performance comes in the city with the worst strip clubs, Toronto. Harden's worst performance comes in the city with the best strip clubs, Miami. But here's something interesting, okay? Salt Lake City has the third-ranked strip clubs of all NBA cities. Really? Yeah. Forgot about that. How the fuck is that possible? Dude, you know when there's repression, like the things that pop up from it, it gets real high. You told me the Salt Lake City strip clubs are probably wild. Probably wild, probably like... 14 year olds and shit <laughs> <laughs> like polygamous wives who ran yeah. away from like the ranch yeah They've man all got unibrows and mel kuyper jr haircuts Oof, yeah how come yeah. all those chicks in those places look like mel kuyper jr you know what i mean they got that like that box hair yeah and they wear like those frolic dresses that are cut out of like gingham or some shit yeah gingham's big out there gingham is huge yeah and dude unibrows unibrows Shout out wayne jeffries he was doing his thing man shh you think AD what is do you th- in it? What do you think Wayne Jeffries' PER rating is? I don't even know who that is. He's that dude who ran that Mormon cult in Texas, and then they had to storm the compound. Oh, for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he had, like, sister wives and child when wives. When was that? Like, probably four or five years ago. You oh, know how shit. the middle of the country does those cult shit? They love those yeah. cult shit. Well, actually, right? California's a little cult leader. Oh, yeah, we are. We, yeah. had, we had that motherfucker. What was his name? Jim Jeffries? Jim Jeffries? No, that's the... Comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that motherfucker that went down to like French Guiana and then like they all took that they all killed each other there and then they shot the senator. Oh shit. You remember that motherfucker? No, but we had Manson. Yeah. For sure. No. There's this guy. Where was Heaven's Gate? Where was that? That was like in North Dakota. Okay. Their website is still up. The the there's still like a, a member of the cult who stayed back and he pays the uh hosting fees. On the website and shit. No shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Jonestown, bro. Jonestown. Oh, yeah. Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Not the rapper. Jim Jeffries. But the <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, we are going to bring in our betting expert. Talk a little NFL, which has been crazy, um, the NFL recently, you know? Because I haven't seen you guys in a couple of weeks, and I miss you, and I love you. But in that time... Um, Lamar Jackson's gone crazy. This is actually a, a live um, a live clip of Lamar Jackson against the Denver Broncos. Not him, too. You know who joined the Super Saiyan Club? He is on our side, isn't he? Lamar Jackson has joined the Super Saiyan Club, people. He's just been absolutely insane. What do you think about Lamar Jackson so far? Overrated. <laughs> you think no, everybody's I'm just, overrated, I'm just kidding. No, no, he's great. He's great. Hey, Raphael. What's up, buddy, Raphael? How are you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? We're doing well. We miss you, buddy. I'm here with Aaron Weaver, the great love of your life. Lori Douglas is not with us today, but she sends your regards. Oh, I'm hanging up. What's up, dude? <laughs> 
How is Raphael, man? How is how is your NBA NFL season going so far? It's been good. It's been just crazy. I mean, t- today for uh, a busy Wednesday turned into a crazy Wednesday because I had CNBC calling me to do odds on tr- uh, Tesla's new truck tug of war challenge with Ford. So I was doing Ooh. car research all morning. Oh, I got I got all the facts. What do you need to know? Uh, who's going to win a tug of war? The, the Ford T one hundred and fifty or the Tesla's new? I don't know, electronic truck there. Man. Well, you know the the truck, the Cyber Truck comes in three different models: one engine, two engines, or three engines. If it's if they're testing the three engine model, it's not even a comparison. It, it's it's I, you're, it's it's a Nokia versus an iPhone. Wow, hey, what's wrong with Nokia? Is it BlackBerry versus an iPhone? Maybe. Yeah, maybe like you know one of those like shitty phones Michael Douglas had in Wall Street versus like nice. an iPhone 11. Yeah, the Cybertruck yeah. will destroy that thing. Yeah, yeah. So I guess this is going to do. They're going to do this. We put odds up already. Uh, we made. Uh, uh, I think I made Tesla minus one third. I think it's going to do happen in two weeks. They're just waiting for some streaming service who's going to actually video and do it live. So yeah, but they got to get like neutral. A Motor Trend is going to do it, right? I would guess so. Uh, I'm supposed to be on CNBC either Friday night or Monday night to talk about my ads. Ford should run away, though. There's no way. It's just an old technology. It's not possible. So that was my my day today. Nice. I love when you do, like, the weird – I love those – those betting setups, you know what I mean? That's those fun. are like so much fun to me. Uh, Friday, I'm be releasing about 20 to 25 Star Wars betting prop bets, so – Oh really? Like, uh, <laughs> like Ryan Johnson completely killed the fucking franchise, and now uh, the hardcores want to go fucking see it. That's one of them. Uh, Rotten Tomato score. Who's dying? Who's not dying? Bro, can I, can I ask you a question, Mister Esparza? Yeah. How come more people are dying in Star Wars than in fucking the last season of Game of Thrones? When did Star Wars turn into like Homicide Alley? It's crazy. Because when when Disney bought the franchise of Star Wars, they pretty much told George Lucas that they were going to not kill off all his main characters because they wanted the Star Wars to be 45, 40, 50 years old of making movies. They can't have Han Solo being 90 years old in 30 years of uh, making (laughs) Star Wars movies. (laughs) Yo, I get that. But at the same time. You're going to kill 3PO? How are you going to kill 3PO? Luke, Leia, Yeah, Han, 3PO can, can continue, man. He get an upgrade. Exactly. Keep going for a while. And you know they asked Stanley Kubrick about Star Wars, and you know what his response was? He goes, I what? think it's brilliant. Because really what's his his view of Star Wars was, it's the story of, of two droids watching the folly of humanity play <laughs> out. You know, which I thought was <laughs> so clever. A way yeah. of looking at it. But also, fine, I understand that you can't do that, Raphael. But how are you not going to have Han, Luke, and Leia have one more scene together? You know what I mean? And, like, cool. and like, like, the whole thing just didn't make sense. Like, you know, Han is still out fucking around being, like, a smuggler 40 years later. No, thank you. They should have had the New Republic. That's all I'm saying. That's an, I guess that's another show. That's another show. See, I'm at, <laughs> I'm at the wrong fucking meeting now. But what are the Star Wars props bets? Uh, I'm still working on now. I got Rotten Tomato score. Will uh, who's a uh, all all major eight characters? Will they die? Will they live? Will Will C3PO die? You know all those crazy stuff. Will the opening weekend gross? Uh, will this Star Wars beats last Star Wars opening right. season gross? Head to head Rotten Tomato score over under. Right. All that crazy Either shit. way, I just hope Kathleen Kennedy gets fired. But moving on. Uh, bro, how's your NFL season? How have your lines moved? 
between here and the beginning of the season? What's the biggest movement you've seen in teams that are actually going to be able now have higher odds to win the Super Bowl and which teams at the beginning of the season uh, are now kind of nosediving a bit in that regard? I would think the Raiders were probably, even though, I mean, they're still on that slim chance of making the playoffs. But let's face it, they were supposed to be one of the worst teams in football when the season started. And if the Chiefs keep on losing games and the Raiders win the division, the Raiders are in the playoffs. I mean, so they're 140 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So if you could just get to the playoffs, you have a great hedge ticket. Uh, of course, the Indianapolis Colts are probably been the, the quickest story because ever since Andrew Luck retired, they all thought they were going to stink. And if yeah. they win this game this weekend, they can almost close out a uh, division. But let's face it, the whole talk about the uh, football is the three major teams that have been the big three major disappointments, Rams, Bears, and Atlanta Falcons. So sure. it's uh, – uh, of those teams, which ones do you think has more likely to have like wholesale changes ahead? I think Falcons are probably going to clear house. Yeah, I, I think Quinn would be the first head coach fired on Black Monday, so I think he'll be gone. Uh, I think the Rams, are they're, they're going to keep everybody. They're just going to have to reboot that offensive line because I think that's why they've uh, uh, gone some choices. And then the Bears, I mean, do they stick with Chabinski or do they just put, uh, take a scarecrow and put a pumpkin head on uh, I t- what did I said in week two, Cam Newton to the Bears. Did I not say that? Yeah, you did. And you know what? There was big rumblings. But now if Kyle Allen, he, he struggled he one game, he had, a, he had a, he had a kind, of, kind of comeback last. If he if he struggles the last couple of games, they might have to keep Cam Newton because they. I don't think they're gonna dra- draft a good draft pick for a quarterback. So I think the Bears might be maybe stuck with maybe the the quarterback from Cincinnati. Uh, oh Jesus, that's terrible. Anything's better than Trubisky, though. Trubisky does. Suck. Well, you know, I think Bears and Rams will probably look at the quarterbacks. I think they give Golf one more year. I don't think they give Trubisky one more year because Golf was really he was really good. Because I think next year you can see a lot of major changes in quarterbacks. Carson Wentz. I think they give him one more year as the Eagles. If he if he sucks it up, maybe they beg Nick Foles uh, to come back and save them. So, but yeah, I doesn't have any. That dude doesn't have any wide receivers. They're like taking bums off the streets. Like I won't be surprised if they're starting the black dude from the replacements. You know, in the next fucking week or two. Bring back Tony Danza as their placement kicker. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's fucking do that. What about uh, my boy? Did you ha- happen to watch the halftime of a certain Denver Nuggets game? And a guy four or five rows back by the name of Peyton Williams Manning tossed a ball uh, cross court to Rocky. And I, I think I would think it was a good 25, 30 yards in the air. That motherfucker looked crisp. Did you see that shit, Raphael? Yeah, I did, and someone asked me about that. I'm like, he's making so much money making these ESPN short films yeah. and commercials. He ain't coming back. Why would you want to come back? Just like Gronk. It's for the love of the game, baby. Peyton loves it. Did you see how red he t- I've never seen Peyton turn so red. He got a taste of the juice again, and he liked it. I, I, I can see that, or either that or maybe the, the founder of uh, Papa John was calling him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he turned the Papa John, Papa John red color. That is true. <laughs> How many do you have odds on uh, how many pizzas that guy's going to eat in the next 30 days? Uh, you know, someone asked me that yesterday, late last night, and uh, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll look into that on Saturday. Right now, I got so much other profits I'm trying to squeeze out before uh, the turkey uh, oh button my pops. God. That was hilarious. He goes, I've eaten 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Meanwhile, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> like he's literally sweating pizza grease. Like he looks like the dirtiest motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. You know what I mean? He looked like he looked like a pepperoni mall pizza, just grease dripped all oh over it. God. 
God. <laughs> like, he looked like he needed a shower more than Andrea Bargnani during that Knicks season. <laughs> that dude always looked like he needed a shower. You know what I mean? It's the yes, international style, man. Luka Doncic <laughs> probably should shower, too. Yeah. Dude, I've been on trams in Europe in the summer, and let me tell you, man, deodorant is not something apparently we're exporting over there. When's Luka Doncic going to grow some neck beard hair? That's what I want to know. Ooh. I don't think Luka Doncic can grow neck beard hair. That's, you're, you're probably right. He looks like a baby. As soon so as he starts playing defense, I bet that's yeah. when it comes in. Yeah. He, that boy doesn't need to play defense. He's white. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he wants to be top five NBA player, he needs to. Yo, all I'm going to say is my boy Juan Carlos had a bigger mustache in eighth grade than Luka Doncic is now. But I'm big on the Luka trade. Aaron's already like in that because Aaron's a hipster, so he always has to have a contra opinion. He can't just accept things as being good, which is why he hates the Avengers. And now he thinks that Luka Doncic is overrated. Do you agree with that, Luka Doncic? I think that's a ridiculous statement to make, that Luka Doncic is overrated. He's not overrated. He plays fundamental basketball. He does the bounce pass. He hits the backboard on a layup. He doesn't go for a dunk like like European basketball players. Here in the States, all we think about is threes and fantastic dunks. Luka Doncic hits free throws, hits threes, hits the mid-range jump shot that, that sometimes oh, we bro. can't do here in the USA. And he can actually guard <laughs> and shoot a pick and roll. There you go. He could guard a pick and roll. What do you think about that, Aaron Weaver? 194th in the defensive win shares I think that's in a the NBA. misleading statistic. And I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he's not a top five NBA player right now. Oh, he's top five easily. Nah, who's there he in go. front of? What, what, who's he in front of? Are you, are you uh, saying he's better to, than Kawhi? Uh, no, I, had, I would probably put him as my fifth. I can't put Kawhi in top five because of all too he many games he's played. play. Think. But who, who would be like if you had rough sketch your top five right now? Right now, I would put LeBron number one, the Greek freak number two. Whew, wow, who be? Th- I know, I know, I have Luca five. God, who's, uh, who There's Kawhi, Harden. Oh, Harden number three. But I, you know what? I don't like Harden's game. He, it's not an NBA. He will never win an NBA championship the way the Houston Rockets play. That's never. very interesting. Never wear it when an NBA. Uh, and you know champion. what? To tell you the truth, everyone talks about James Harden's step back, but I'm going to say something, maybe a little controversial. I think Lucas' step back three is better. Uh, you know what? Uh, I give James Harden's like uh, his shooting style is much different than Lucas because he's left-handed and does that fadeaway. There's sure. nothing better than a left-handed fadeaway. Oh, bro, bro. With Larry Bird. Lucas, Lucas' step back this year has been money. Do you see that first quarter? He had like a triple-double in that first quarter. I forget who they were playing, but I, I've, I've, I've never seen Warriors, a quarter of basketball like that. It was the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a quarter. I don't care who he was playing. I've <laughs> never seen a quarter of basketball like, like that. That made me a true believer. Um, so what do you got? What do you got this weekend, man? Where's, where's the action? Where should I? Where should I be putting my money? So well, of I... course, this Thanksgiving is a Thursday game. I think the Bills Cowboys game is probably going to be the most intriguing game on Thanksgiving. Very I think the, intriguing. I think, game. I think the Bills cover, but I think the Cowboys will win that game by a field goal. Uh, the late game, the Falcons Saints. I mean, the Saints looking for redemption because Atlanta went to New Orleans and booty whipped them. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a beatdown by the Saints. And the only good thing about that is those games on Thursday. So that means Chick Fil A will be open on Thursday <laughs> in Atlanta. And if you're gonna bet the Bears and Lions, or even watch the Bears and Lions, how about help the wife, the girlfriend, the fiance, whatever. Set up the table, cook some yeah. dinner, because who really wants to watch Mitch Trubinsky that early in the morning Yo, play football? That's that's the game where you convince your significant other that you love them and care about them. Yes. You're like, yo, he's actually helping instead of watching Thanksgiving. Oh, my God, he's amazing. Yeah, I love yes. him. Oh, my God. But really, nobody wants to watch Jeff Driscoll and Mitchell Trubisky. 
You exactly. Know, that's like watching a Hornets and Wizards game in in, in November or something <laughs> on Christmas. Get, get some <laughs> get some get some brownie points early on Thanksgiving uh, afternoon. I like that. I like that. And then where's what else? Oh, you know, just real quick on Cowboys Bills. You know, we're talking about all these quarterbacks. Who would have thought that Josh Allen? Actually, I did. That Josh Allen at this point would be a better have better career prospects than a lot of those guys that you're like Goff. And uh, Wentz, maybe even, you know? Like, well, I, I think his downfall is he's in Buffalo. I mean, no disrespect to Buffalo, sure. but if if he was in another, let's say, major market, uh, we would be hearing a lot more. He's in Buffalo, For just sure. like I think Andy Dalton got a short end of the stick. I mean, he took the Bengals to playoffs, uh, almost won the AFC Championship a couple of times, but he was he didn't get the credibility because he was in Cincinnati. All, and, so, that, and that owner doesn't spend any damn money in Cincinnati either. That's a cheapo team. Yeah, so I, I think Josh Allen would be a major uh, talk about if he was in a, a different location. Because he's starting to get that deep ball with accuracy. That ball he had at John Brown last Sunday was a fucking thing of beauty, you know. And he's and he's not and he's not making and he's not making no mistakes. He's not forcing ball. If he mm-hmm. if if he has nothing, he'll throw it out of bounds where he wasn't doing that early in his career. Yeah, bro. And what's their GM over there, Scott? Mc... I think he's probably the second or third best GM in the league up in Buffalo. Oh, I agree. What he's doing on the defensive side, I mean, of course, the Baltimore Ravens uh, uh, management staff and GMs are, are, are stud muffins. But Buffalo, I t- I've been telling people, keep an eye. They, they're going to be that the division top when Tom Brady retires. Buffalo is going to lead that division. Yo, that could happen next year. I was just going to ask you. You hear a lot of weird rumblings coming out of New Orleans. Tom Brady selling his house. Tom Brady's uh, uh, trainer selling his house uh, in Massachusetts as well. And, you know, the whole butt buddy situation with them. In addition to that... You know, reporting from uh, nobody less than Adam Schefter that all three options are equally on the table uh, in terms of likelihood. Brady coming back to the Pats, Brady retiring, or Brady going to a new team altogether. Well, see, that's why I want Brady versus Breeze in the Super Bowl because I think the winner drops the mic and walks away, or both of them just drop the mic and walk sure. away. Uh, that's why I, I, I would not be shocked if, if that's the matchup we see, or even one of them make it there. I would not be shocked if either one of them uh, drops the mic and walks out, uh, especially if it's Tom Brady. If he wins another one with no Gronk and the offensive weapons he sure. has, what else? Do, what, I just what do not see him do? putting another jersey on. I, Joe Montana says he he wished he never did that. Emmett Smith says he wished he never did that. I don't see Tom Brady can, can doing it. Can I tell you why I think it may be a little bit different? Because Tom Brady is so aware of his legacy. I remember, you know, people forget the back and forth between him and Peyton. Peyton had pulled definitively ahead for a little bit there in Denver. And some emails actually came out between Tom Brady and a friend. And they were talking about, you know, people's going to say Peyton's better people. And Tom goes, it's not going to be uh, a comparison because I'm just going to play so long at such a high level that it won't even be a comparison between us. I'm not saying I agree with that. But, you know, and his thinking in that has kind of borne out correctly. If Tom Brady leaves New England, I think it will be to secure his legacy because the one knock that you can have on his legacy right now is it's not Tom Terrific that's doing it. It's it's Bill Belichick, you know? You can talk about Tom being 10-6 and six in the previous season, them being 11-5 and five with Matt Castle. I think if he goes somewhere else that it'll be legacy chasing. And if he did go someplace else... Do you know where my dar- be, do you know where my it, would yeah, be? It would be interesting to see where he would go, though. I, I think mean, there's one team, you Lions, <laughs> right? Oh no, you tie in the Giselle thing. Everything it's L.A. baby. Oh yeah, it's Sean McVay in L.A. 
Get rid of golf. I think it, it could be the Chargers because oh, I don't Chargers think I don't think Chargers I don't think Rivers is coming back because I think him and his twenty kids will go somewhere. Else. They <laughs> might go to Utah. They'll fit right uh, in Utah. We were just talking about uh, we were just talking about Mormon cults. Did you see that study that that guy did that James Harden's performance is directly tied to the quality of strip clubs in a particular city? No, but that's I like that. I'm gonna have to find that with a correlation coefficient of point four nine five, which indicates a strong uh, a strong correlation between the two. It's very interesting. I love stats like that. I'm going to have to look for that. I'll, I'll text it to you. But what else? We got locks of the week and, and anything else? No, I mean, like I said, I think that Monday night, what, what a break, what a great back-to-back Monday night football games. Last week we got to see Lamar Jackson beat up uh, the Rams. Now we have Seattle and Minnesota, which I think is going to be a fantastic Russell Wilson at home. I don't see the Seahawks losing three straight or three straight losses at home. I mean, they've already lost to the Saints at home. Uh, they've I just don't see it happen. The Ravens demolished them at home 30-16. to 16. I think they bounced back. They've won four straight. Their defense is starting to show up. I love how their defense played against Philly on the road. Uh, I think that's going to be a fantastic matchup to the uh, Seattle-Minnesota. I agree. I, I really like – I think Seattle will probably make it out of the division because they've just been playing tough football. And you know what I've noticed about teams like New England? When New England does lose in the playoffs, it's because they haven't played anybody tough. And as soon as they get hit in the fucking face, they don't know how to respond to it. You know, so I think the, be I, I think New England bounces back this week too. They're at Houston. It's inside. Tom Brady doesn't have to play in that blizzard type yeah. wind tunnel they had to play last week. And I'm just not sold on uh, Houston's offense. I, uh, I think New England's defense will, uh, will will be able to control I Watson. Hope, I hope so. I need I need the Colts to get back in this divisional race. But uh, but yeah, you're right. Two good Monday night games in a row. What is this? 1987. This is fucking insane. I, I know. What's next? Uh, Bears Super Bowl team versus uh, Pittsburgh 70s team next Monday night? Yeah, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. All right, Raphael. Thank you so much for the call. I'm going to send you that uh, James Harden stats. Anything yeah, please else? do. I love stats like that. Yeah, That's for sure. I'll, maybe I'll put a prop bet on it next week. I love it. I love it. Tell the people where to find you. <laughs> You can find me over at mybookie.ag. Any of those crazy prep bets you see on there. Just did a whole bunch of political stuff last week. Uh, usually come out of my sick head. Nice. And real quick, real quick, uh, before you go, did anybody have money on Stephen F. Austin last night or not? Yeah, well, well quite a few bets. Uh, he They were 28 uh, to 1 on a money line to beat Duke last night. That's crazy, man. I love shit. Like, that's what makes sports go, baby. All right, thank you so much, Raphael. We'll talk to you soon. Have a, have a great Thanksgiving, guys. Thank you, man. You too as well. Dude, it's been heavy in on the fucking... Uh... The Mormon, the, Mormon, the Mormon cult shit today. But if you did not see it um, here yesterday is the winning moment when Stephen F. Austin stunned the Dukies. They've got a timeout. They don't use it. Bane! Yes! The Lumberjacks Ooh. have done it. How amazing is that? Did you the hear about that guy's GoFundMe? <laughs> no, what was it? The guy who made the layup, Bane, uh, he had a GoFundMe already happening. Shut the fuck up. For what? For uh, his family in the Bahamas. The, I guess like... Oh, with the whatever hurricane. Just got wrecked. Yeah, yeah, Yo, is that the, like a way around the NCAA rules? Well, that's the thing, man. He, he I think he was at like $2,000 before that game. He was trying to get to like twenty. And he's probably like 120 Last I looked this morning, he was at like 50, that 50 grand. That is insane. I wonder how the NCAA rules... But they wouldn't, let, they wouldn't let uh, Winston have a GoFundMe. 
Jamie's Winston or oh, Wiseman. Jay Wiseman. Jay uh, Jay Williams. The, Jay Williams set up a. If you don't know James Wiseman, in he Wiseman is he's probably the consensus number one pick at this point in next mm. year's NBA draft. Maybe he's, he's top three, top, top four. three. Yeah. But he had some stupid because violations. I don't even remember what the fuck uh, it was. Penny Hardaway paid for him to move. Yeah. Which is kind of like let him fucking help you, like dude. So then Jay like, Williams, whatever. former Dookie, set up a fund, a GoFundMe, to, GoFundMe to pay that, right? And then they said he couldn't take it, or what? They said he couldn't take it, dude. The NCAA yeah. is a criminal enterprise. It but is. you know, I found something so interesting about this call. Okay, okay. So it starts on one end. We're gonna listen to it one more time, and I want you to hear what the fuck the announcer says about the timeout, and then you can watch it. And Aaron Weaver, when he notes that thing about the timeout. I want you to also see where the fuck the Stephen Austin player is on the court, okay? Okay. Listen carefully. They've got a timeout. They don't use it. <laughs> Bane! Yes! The Lumberjacks have done it! He's like, they've got a timeout. They don't use it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Meanwhile, the dude's He's on a... four pre- feet in front of the closest <laughs> yeah. defender at half court running. He's completely by himself. No one yeah. behind him. An open hoop to fucking beat... The fucking dookies. And this guy's like, they got a timeout. He can't use it. <laughs> wow. Fucking stupid, man. I think he was also the dude who was planning the Maginot Line, which was a World War II uh, French defense, which was easily uh, rolled over by German tank brigades. This guy's like, they call the timeout. They won't use it. Yeah, yeah. Probably the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> My other favorite uh, thing I'm thankful for, that people forget him now. Well, they don't forget him. He's just not as much in the public milieu as he used to be. Is motherfucking Bill Walton? Oh, that's my man right there. Let's let's check in with Bill Walton real quick. Uh, this is a UNLV UCL game. Let's see what Bill's got to say. How many countries border Mali? I'm going to say three. Double it. Six plus one. Seven. Algeria, <laughs> Niger, Burkina Faso, Guinea, Ivory Coast, Senegal, and Mauritania. Shit. That is my motherfucking man right there. Damn, Bill. Mauritania. Oh, my God. That acid had no effect on his memory. <laughs> Maybe it boosted his memory. It probably did. You know, I didn't even know that's how you pronounce Mauritania. I thought it was like Mor- Mauritania or something. I didn't even know that was a country. Yo, bro, I read a story from Mauritania last yeah. week. And it was, uh, so this hijacker takes over the plane, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, the pilot's talking to him. And he realizes the motherfucker can only speak Arabic. He doesn't understand oh, French, right? So they're bringing the plane down, and the guy says he's not like, you know, bringing it down, but landing the plane. And the guy says in French over the speaker, he goes, hey, as soon as we land, I'm going to put on the brakes, then accelerate right away. Like, you all should jump this motherfucker. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So he comes, he puts on the brakes, and then he accelerates it. The dude falls. The flight attendants throw hot water, like from the coffee meter, over over his face and chest, and like 10 dudes Whoa. get up and just pummel the dude into submission. That's amazing. Yeah, and then the pilot is like a hero now. Like, you can have uh-huh. John Sully. Love Sully. Right, I want to watch that movie. Sully, love Sully, but yeah. that's some like next level shit right that's there. That's some movie too. shit right that's there. That's some movie that's some shit. Steven right Seagal behind the <laughs> pilot seat right there. Yeah, man. Steven Seagulls, bro. Steven Seagulls. Sully was interesting. It just didn't have enough drama in the plot. I couldn't watch. I didn't even try to watch it. I'm like, you know, how you know interesting what the plot is that be? they do a um, the whole. So he lands the plane. That happens in the first ten minutes of the movie. Right. And the rest of the movie is, did Sully make the right decision? There's like an FFA investigation, and there's one hard ass who doesn't believe that Sully made Duh. the right choice. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like hard, man. Did about you see an investigative flight? hearing. Did you see flight? I thought flight was great. It was a good movie, but like 
I mean, come on, man. Oh, we disagree. Two hours of this. I thought flight was amazing. Like at the end where he's all hung over and like, we got to get this guy in shape. And they call John Goodman over and he's got like the Hunter Thompson medical bag. I'm sorry, but if your plane doesn't have guns on it, I don't, I can't watch it. All sorts of shit. Oh, really? Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. But, um, so, so another very interesting thing, you know, I love the NBA, my favorite sport, even though strategically and tactics wise, I love the NFL just because that's like the most type of planning. But in actual terms, just pure entertainment and enjoyment. Love the NBA. Big news in the NBA discussing possible NBA season scheduling changes. Some of these I think are better than others. But real quick, let's go through them. 78 games. 78 games. Which is fine. Reseeding of... uh, of the teams once we reach the conference finals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Once we reach the conference finals. So, not at the beginning, but whoa. at the conference finals. So, once you're at the final four teams, okay. like one plays four and two plays three. So, one plays four. Okay. So, like, let's take that year that it was Warriors-Rockets where they went to seven. Okay. And on the other side, it was um, Cavs and who else? Was it? Pacer? And that wasn't that Pacer team. Uh, somebody shit. Toronto? Boston, maybe. Boston. Boston. That was the year Boston made it that far without yeah, Kyrie. That I was, think it was Boston. That was no, two, no, that was two no, years no, ago. No, 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 Because then if it was Cavs. Um, Cavs championship. Well, it doesn't really matter who the team was. Are Let's you, say it was Toronto. They received for the finals or for the conference finals? For the conference finals. Okay. So in that scenario, do, 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 in that particular scenario, the two best teams with the best records were the Cavaliers and, or no, excuse me, were the motherfucking Warriors and the Rockets, right? That was the year, that was the year the Rockets had Chris Paul. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I, it doesn't really matter who the fuck was there. But so we know we had the important thing is the Golden State Warriors and the Rockets. They were the two best teams in the league that year. That was when Golden State had seventy three wins, and right. and the Rockets had like sixty seven. Okay, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's where Chris Paul got hurt in Game Seven. Right. Right. Yeah, they should have won. They missed like twenty eight threes. They missed twenty eight yeah. threes in that in that game. And then on the other side, the Cavs won what fifty fifty one fifty one something. And on the other side, it was you know the Cavs and let's say the Celtics. Right. Yeah, I think let's Celtics say, won let's more. Just, I think. Let's actually, just say yeah. the Celtics. Let's say it was that Isaiah Thomas year. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't okay. Bad. So, so the way that this would work is let's just assume the Celtics had the worst record. And the Cavs were the one seed in the East. Okay. So then, and and it had a better record than the Celtics. So the way that this reseeding would have worked is Golden State, who had 73 games winning season and was the best team in the NBA, would play the worst record uh, team in the conference finals. So they would have played Boston. Oh, no. I don't like that. So it would have been Golden State, Boston, and then the Rockets would have played the Cavs. Nah. And then the whole idea is that you get the two best teams to be in the NBA. Okay, I just don't like it when it's even more easier for like the best team. You know, I think at some point you so got like what, what is what is so the, you like the seventy eight games you're in for. 
78 games, uh, yeah, it's not like a game-changing amount. It's yeah. like, f- what, five, four Three. game, four game difference. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Fuck four it. game difference. Uh, this you hate. This what I actually was, oh, why do you dislike this idea? Because like when it's the Warriors, for example, like I don't want them to face good competition. I don't want them to wait until the finals to face like the best teams. I want them to like get tired. I want them to have to go through people. I don't want the fucking Cavs facing the Rockets and then one of those teams is all worn out. Fucking uh, Golden State just runs through Boston and now they're fresh for whoever's going to face them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you're saying really it makes their schedule even that much easier. Yeah. If you got a juggernaut. No, I actually see that. It's going to be rare. I'm going to change my opinion and I'm going to agree with you. Ha Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Tommy, sing for us. Where are you? No, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Scaboodaboo. Oh, shit. Tommy, oh, Tom, you got better. Right in, right? <laughs> okay. Right, stepping right in. So that's how I'm going to agree with you on that, actually. For real. Cause y- and plus, it just fucks up the whole East West thing. I like the concept of East West. I do, too. You know, I just and it want goes the East to be better. Forth. Like when Jordan was around, the West was shit. You know? It's true. What do you think about. See, that was thought of as a compromise because Eastern owners were never going to agree to a reseeding at the beginning of playoffs. What do you think about a complete reseeding once the playoffs uh, start? At the beginning of the playoffs? Yeah. One reseeding the best 16 teams from any conference? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, that means you're taking away conferences. So so it's just based on record then. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that because there's so many good teams in the West that get fucked every year. And right. then you got like the Charlotte Hornets squeaking in. So the reason they say East will never agree with this, you know, because yeah. for obvious reasons. So this was considered a compromise. And it has a pretty I think this has a pretty good chance of passing. I'd rather have that. But then don't reseed come conference finals. Just like keep it right the way it is. Right. OK. Yeah. OK. So then there's this a play in tournament for the seven, eight seed. This is interesting to me. And I like this. So okay. what it is. The, here's how this would work. Teams 7 through 10 at the end of the NBA season would still have a chance to make the playoffs. Wow. And here, here's how that would work, okay? It's, it's a one-game play-in. And se- Team 7 and 8 still have an advantage, and I'll explain to you why. So 8 would play 7 for the 7th seed. Okay. All right? So they're in no matter what. No, they're not in no matter what. Oh, shit. 8 would play 7 for the 7th seed. Whoever okay. wins that is in. Right. Okay? With the 7th seed. With the 7th seed. Then 9 plays 10. Okay. Whoever loses that is out. Oh, and then nine. And then who, let's say then eight. Whoever's left from seven and eight plays the winner of nine and ten. Wow. So nine and ten has to win twice. Seven and eight only has to win once. Wow. I think that's. I like that. And that's one game. One game. One game. Wow. And that's after the season. That is after the season. That's pretty dope. That is really dope. Damn, that would be so intense. That would be insanely intense. Oh, my God. One game. That would be cool to have that one game factor see, I, with the NBA. I like to see Aaron yeah. Weaver's face. It's like it's like a kid on Christmas morning. It's like Peyton Manning after he threw that ball. He's turning red. He's flushed with excitement. Oh. It's a great idea. I think it's a good idea. That is a super dope idea. Raise the um, stakes. Also, it helps with tanking and shit because if you're the 11th team, you're 11 or 12, you're probably in shot of that 10 seed. You know? That's true. Let's and taking's say, less uh, desirable nowadays, anyways. So it's like yeah, and yeah, because yeah, of the, what they did with the in terms the draft, of reseeding yeah. the top three teams in the, the draft lottery. all have an equal yeah. chance. And then you know maybe your young team who's finally clicking and gelling. Like think of the Magic last year. Like they didn't really come out great this year, but Magic were playing really really good basketball at the end of the year last year. They could have easily snuck in on an eight seven seed, maybe made some noise or so something. So that would happen on both sides. What happened on both West and the East? Which the West right now would be insane. So if we, we reseeded, 
if we did the reseeding thing, then we just the do reseeding like the... thing is not going to happen. That's just okay. fantasy. What would oh, happen okay. is at the conference finals, it would reseed. We wouldn't reseed. God, could you imagine that East though? That tournament would be boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Pistons, It'd be like Pistons, Bulls. Hornets. Oh <laughs> God! But the one, the one, the one game elimination, I think, adds the drama. That the thing is, it could like create some momentum for that last team. Those Absolutely. last two teams make them yeah. feel good about themselves. Maybe give that the first fan bases are more intrigued. You know, yeah. I like what they're trying to do in terms of shaking up the scheduling, make it more engaging. What, what I think is, here's the, here's the proposal I think has the least amount of traction and okay. makes the least amount of sense. And, but I think it's very foreshadows where the league wants to go, uh, and something I've been warning about for a while in terms of the NBA, and that is the soccerization of the NBA. They want to do a mid-season tournament. Okay, I don't get these. Explain these for me here. So this would probably take place in uh, December or January. Okay. And it would be a single elimination NBA tournament that the entire league participates in. So like a March Madness for the NBA. Yeah. But what is not clear is why teams or players would care about this yeah does it mean something does it have playoff implications well zach lowe has put forward some ideas on how to incentivize it but i haven't heard i could have this wrong but i haven't heard anything from the league specifically in terms of how it would be incentivized so i don't think it would be incentivized i just think it would be his own trophy like tommy are you on this are you on the horn right now yeah yeah hey so like soccer like a, a team in the epl Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. They could be playing for three or four different cups in the midst of a season, right? Yes. Whereas the EPL, in order to win that cup, you just have to have the most points at the end of the season, right? Right. It's a but straightforward. Uh, within that is also the, uh, an English tourney where those teams can win an o- their own separate tournament that's also being played within the league too. Isn't that correct? Correct. And what is that called? The FA Cup? Uh, well, there's two. There's one in the first half of the season and one in the second half. There's See, the FA is... Cup and then the Carling, whatever the sponsor's name is, Cup. So why, do teams actually care about that? And if they do or, or not, or if they don't, why would they either way? Uh, big teams care about it because there's such a thing called the treble. So if you win all of them, that's like a huge deal. And you that's bragging rights. And the small teams care about it because it's their only chance to win. Sure. I see. Mm. But see, in soccer, I could kind of see how that works because you also have the tradition of it. But there's no way that you're telling me like motherfucking J.R. Smith or or even Kawhi is going to play in like in a tournament that doesn't Take matter. Take it seriously. Yeah. 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 And what the wins and losses count towards your I, overall yeah, I record? I think so. I think so. But then everyone would be playing like different games. Like this doesn't seem to make uh, sense to me. I think yeah. the same thing happens in the EPL where they play their B squad in these tournaments. The big teams do. Oh really? Oh wow! So it's kind of an opportunity to get lesser players play time. Yes. Yeah, oh, that'd that be kind of cool. But that doesn't really work in the NBA because they're all worried about people already doing load management. Right. Totally. You know what I mean? So like this would actually well, it would the be problem. like built-in load management. Like, look forward to the tournament, stars, because the bench players are about to shine. <laughs> but they don't want that. The NBA is trying to achieve the opposite of that. So it seems yeah. like this proposal would actually cheddar Bob themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cheddar Bob. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now, what I was thinking you could do <laughs> is either, like, the winner of this tournament gets home court advantage no matter what. 
Like, even if they make the playoffs as yeah. the seventh seed, they have home court advantage. That'd be kind of tight. You know, that, yeah. then I think you It has to have stakes. You have it. to have stakes. It's like playing poker with no money. It's fucking boring. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, it's like going to a strip club. Um, but here's what my idea was. You know, we have these divisions, Central Division, Atlantic Division, that don't actually mean anything anymore. Mean nothing. I mean, they do in terms of, like, playoff tiebreakers. It means it determines who you play more often in the season. But, like, But here's my whole thing. Don't play a single division game until the end of the year. And then you have your division tournaments, which will have a big impact, uh, which have a big impact on who makes the playoffs and stuff because it's a good chunk of games. Probably what, like 20 games? Yeah. You know, you have your division tournament at the end. Then your division championships actually mean something. You know what I mean? What do they and mean? They're hugely well, they would mean what at the end? Well, because they're all concentrated, they would just have such a profound effect on. But what on would the the, what would the winner of the division tournament? What, what do they get? Well, they wouldn't get anything. But but the games are inherently important because of where they where they're located on the schedule. You know what I mean? So it's like a little division tournament before the playoffs. But the the outcome means nothing. I don't know. We could play with that. But at least those like if you have all your division games at the end of the year. And division games are also the tiebreakers for making the playoffs. And it, division games are your more, most significant chunk of the schedule. It would give inherent meaning to those games because they would all take place at one time. You get what I'm saying? I guess. And then you could do a tournament-style setup. I think it's better than whatever uh, they're cooking up. You yeah, know? I'd have to marinate on that one. I don't know. And maybe you could have some kind of home court advantage type deals in there or, or something like uh, that. There should be a one-on-one tournament. <laughs> Let's see who's really got it. Not Luca. I don't know. But which one of those do you like? The I like uh, the reseeding from from the get go. That's you not know six happen. top sixteen. That's not, it's gonna be what it's gonna be the conference finals for nothing. Uh, and uh, I don't like the reseeding at conference finals. I think that's stupid. What was the other thing? Uh, the play in tournament. Play in tournament. Seven through ten. Ah, there's got to be. Oh, oh, seven through ten is good. I like that one. I like that. I think but like the, the mid-season tournament. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's really dumb. Uh, it's really stupid. There should be a tournament for the bottom teams, for the draft. Yes. Ooh, a draft tourney. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yo, that's what's up, actually. Right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And the then best whoever, of the worst. They get the best pick. Yeah. So you'd want to be 14. The bottom six teams. You're right. Yeah. I'm like, that's hot shit. You got to try at some fucking point. Because that's how you get the best player. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that, that is perfect because it solves the whole tanking problem. Yeah. You know? Because you don't want to be the shittiest shit team. Right. Because so at some point. You. Yeah. At some point you in the season. You want to be a good like, shitty team. Like three-fourths of the way, whoever's got the the six worst records they play, I like and they that. have to actually try. Okay, shit, I agreed with Aaron Weaver twice today. Damn, dog. getting damn. smarter out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Glad I'm having an effect on you. Other um, than that, favorite favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, green bean casserole. Oh, green beans I'm good with, but not the casserole. Uh, and then we're going to go. Before we go, I'm going to be play you my favorite sports moment, the sports moment I'm most thankful for. Ooh. And this was on a – see, the great thing about sports is to create community, you know, when they're actually working right. Yeah. And some of my favorite memories are actually growing up with my family, we'd all watch uh we'd all watch the Pacer games together. You know what I mean? Oh, that was God. like a fa- like every Feel sorry fucking, for you guys. Every game. <laughs> yeah. To the point where even we were <laughs> even we were traveling, we'd listen to it on the radio. Oh wow. You know what Della I mean? Dallas Scrimp, here we go. Dallas Scrimp, here we go. And my mom's even knew all the players. 
All of them. Wow. Like, you know, I was watching NBA Countdown, and she's, like, cutting some fruit or something, and she looks, and she goes, oh, Jalen Rose, and she just goes back to it. Can't name a single NBA player after that, but the 1995 Indiana Pacers, she could tell you each and every oh, one of those motherfuckers. that's cute as hell. Okay? So this is the Eastern Conference Finals, man. This is 1995 with who I think is the best radio announcer in the game, Mark Boyle, local Pacers announcer, uh, Rick Smits with the game winner, baby, and Mark Boyle on the legendary call. And on the bounce with eight. Reggie from the wing. Goes not a Hardaway out near the midcourt line, driving on Workman. He forces up the three. This was a game. One and three, ten oh. seconds. Miller hits the three. Hardaway off, comes back. It's post. <laughs> Washington's play. Wait. Might even fake and go behind. Derek looking, looking, can't find an open man. Flips it to the big fella. Fake shoots Ooh, and. I'm in the car thinking, Reggie, Reggie hits the three. We do it again, baby. We do it again. Then Anthony hits the three. I'm like, yeah. fuck. This is over. And then Smith hits it. And the way Boyle loses it, he hit it. He hit it. He Like, I was losing my shit. I think that's when I popped my first little boner. I wasn't sure what it oh, was. Oh, wow, a little hot like, poker. Yeah, but it was, like, just from excitement. You know how you <laughs> yeah. get, like, boners that weren't even, like, sexually related? They were just, like, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. I haven't gotten too many sports boners before. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, a boner? Oh, shit, no, I haven't gotten a boner. Oh. I mean, I've gotten a hypothetical, like, theoretical boner, but I haven't, like, actually gotten hard maybe, from sports. Maybe I should be going to therapy twice. <laughs> yeah, dog. Maybe, maybe Might be time. Maybe, maybe that could be, like, who determines the winner of some of these tournaments? <laughs> who gives Sean a boner from sports? I would like that. I would yeah. like that. Okay, so what is your sports moment? Oh, man, my favorite was uh, my all-time team, uh, the Detroit Pistons. Play it? Yeah, because, I mean, like, it? I hate you so much. Really, the, your you, family man. was – I just, I just want to imagine – your family watching this, hearing this no, being no, no. announced on the TV. I know, or I, I know I was watching this one. Yeah, where were you? Akshat Balbir's uh, apartment, Brownstone Terrace, Bloomington, Indiana. <sighs> and this was the season. Sweet music. It was going to happen. And then this. Let it rip. Tinsley, Reggie Miller. And it's blocked again. Oh. What a block. Goal Sean and Prince get there. What a block. Goaltending. There's no LeBron James without that block. Throw it down, big man. Throw it down, Reggie. Throw it down. Reggie's too old for that shit. Oh, man, the He's two over. most, the two moments I hated the most, that one and the fucking brawl. That That's brawl. what I knew we and were going to win. they're all Pistons moments. That's what I knew we were going to win the championship yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, we were done. Okay, let's call it. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you all later. Bye Love bye. you, please. Bye. Also, listen to Bill Dawes' podcast. Peace.